please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and hit the bell so that you get notified every time we drop an episode and you don't miss out on anything if you're about to listen please just subscribe you can always you know come back and unsubscribe if you don't like it but please subscribe first thank you do it right now right now hit the button (laughs) let's go Hey guys, welcome to the Dirty Light Podcast. My name is Des, and I am here with TMT, and this is a podcast where we talk about facts, figures, and weird things from the past. And if my voice sounds just that much more huskier this week, it is because allergies have caught up with me, and I currently have zero working nostrils. So... Tim you're doing you're doing this week's episode. Yes? Yes. Are you ready? So this week's episode is going to be centered around the Fujimori family in Peru. Okay. This is the the president and I'm guessing what his daughter son? Yeah, his daughter son. This is the family in general. I mean his brother was also a prominent is also a prominent politician. So, you know, it's the entire family. That's on some level. Yeah. I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before, but I give three facts. One of them is not a real fact, and... I have to figure out what's true and what's the dirty lie. Exactly. So, fact number one. Keiko Fujimori was implicated in a scandal in 2017, where it was revealed that Odebrecht, a Brazilian company, had paid millions of dollars in bribes to her in exchange for lucrative government contracts. Um, you haven't given me context of who... I don't know who Keiko Fujimori is. Keiko Fujimori, is, she's just a politician from the Fujimori family in Peru. Okay. Yeah. So, bribery. Yeah, that's the fact one. Okay. She, yeah. Fact two, her brother, Kenji Fujimori, was involved in a controversy that was related to vote buying. Basically, during the election process, there were recordings that showed that he had allegedly been offering lawmakers money to ensure that he gets political favors and votes in the upcoming election. And number three, Alberto Fujimori, who served as the president of Peru from 1990 to the year 2000, during his time was plagued with allegations of corruption. One of them involved him divorcing his wife because she had threatened to whistleblow on one of his operations and keeping her locked in a tower for 16 days. He kept his wife locked in a tower for 16 days? Yeah. You're trying to tell me I should choose through um, between corruption, bribery, vote buying, and locking a wife in a tower for 16 days yeah i think i feel like i made it easy like one of them has to be one of them has to be i mean i feel like one of them is leaning towards the more ridiculous one yeah but then are you doing that because it's the true one you know and then you're just trying to throw me off my game Mm. um so i know like the fujimori president divorced his wife because his daughter i think played the role of first lady for a while she did so I know he did divorce his wife. Yes. Did he lock her up in his tower? 
Um, I believe she's also the wife who tried to call a press conference mm-hmm. to talk about his corruption, and he had to like run <laughs> to mm-hmm. the presidential villa to stop her from whistleblowing. I'm I'm just gonna say the last one is false. Just the 16 days tower, very specific, very strange. I'll say the last one is the lie. Um, last one is the lie. Well done. I see. Funny thing is, the 16 days thing isn't even a lie. He did lock up somewhere for 16 days. It just wasn't a tower. Yeah, like locking up some locking someone up in a tower very much gives fairy tale. Yeah, it's giving Disney. Snow White. It's not. Mm. It's not giving. Peru. It's not giving South American strongman mm. punished like sent out to a monastery, sent out to prison, sent out to the village, sent out to your your mother's house. <laughs> the village is in Japan for them. <laughs> no, 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 no. They have settlements. They have they have Japanese settlements in yeah, Peru, right, right, so they have their own village in Peru. That's not their village. These guys know where they're from. In fact, they know where they're from so much so that the Japanese politicians in Peru. When they were exiled from Peru, they went back to Japan. They just went home. <laughs> yeah. They went home. Um, so let me talk about the family a little bit before I get into the facts for this episode. The Fujimoto family's migration to Peru is rooted in a wave of Japanese immigration to Latin America in the early 20th century. Alberto Fujimoto's parents, Noachi Fujimoto and Mutsu Inomoto, were both immigrants from Japan who arrived in Peru in the 1930s. They settled in the coastal city of Lima, where they worked as farmers and small business owners. Alberto Fujimoto was born in Lima in 1938, that's my grandpa's birthday, um, and grew up in a working class family. He was the youngest of seven siblings and the first seven? in his family. Yeah, and the first in his family to attend university. Uh-huh. He studied physics and mathematics at the National agrarian university in lima and later earned a scholarship to study in france where he completed a phd in mathematics at the university of strasbourg yeah after returning to peru fujimori worked as a professor of, at the national agrarian university and later at the national university of engineering he, yeah. beca- he became involved in politics in the 1980s and ran for president in 1990 representing a new political party called cambio 90 Fujimoto's rise to prominence was largely due to his due to his outsider status and promises to address Peru's economic and social problems. Yeah. He positioned himself as a technocrat who would use his academic background to bring efficiency and innovation to government. That sounds familiar. He also he also appealed <laughs> How does to that sound familiar. <laughs> <leave me> alone. <laughs> he also appealed to Peruvians of Japanese descent who saw him as a symbol of their communities potential for success and integration into Peruvian society. Fujimori's um, first presidential campaign was successful and he won a surprise victory in 1990. During his presidency, Fujimori implemented a series of controversial economic policies, including privatization of state-owned companies and deregulation of the economy. He also launched a controversial counter-insurgency campaign against guerrilla groups which was marked by human rights abuses and authoritarianism. During these controversies, Fujimoto remained popular amongst many Peruvians, particularly those in urban areas who saw him as a champion of economic growth and stability. 
He won re-election in 1995 and remained in power until the year 2000, when the Vladivdios scandal and mounting public protests forced him to flee to Japan. What is a Vladivdios scandal? It's actually Vladivdios, and it is spelled like Vlad, V-L-A. Vlad videos? Yeah. Like the YouTube Vlad channel? <laughs> like DJ Vlad, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Does this have to do with... No, it has nothing. To, it was 1995. <laughs> Girl, what do you no. know? That's a, I don't watch YouTube. <laughs> um. So, basically... Do you know yeah. how I know Vlad videos is a thing? Why? Because Fresh Elf posted it on his story. Vlad videos is where aging celebrities or like celebrities whose careers aren't doing well, they just go and do interviews there. Is that why you said I should do Vlad videos but for politicians? That's, I, I mean, I feel like all politicians are worthy of Vlad video status in Nigeria. Oh. Yeah. When they're not running, anyway. Okay. The Mamani videos scandal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. It was a political scandal that occurred in Peru in 2018. Yeah. And it's part of the current ongoing political crisis there. It's from the release of videos filmed by Congressman Moises Mamani showing opposition congressmen offering construction projects and special access to the presidency to help President um, Pablo Kuczynski avoid impeachment. And this actually resulted in the resignation of Kuczynski. So he was implicated in that, and then he ran away to, guess, Japan. Yeah, on, in self exile. Of course. Fujimori's daughter, Keiko Fujimori, rose to prominence in Peruvian politics, serving as a member of Congress and twice running for president. However, her political career has been marked by controversy, corruption, allegations, as, and also derailed by you know case like the same case studies that her dad as her dad she's from from all indications she's poised to be like as bad as her dad was as a president so people are just like doing everything they can to make sure she doesn't get elected again fair enough yeah now there's um let's get into the first one uh corruption bribery bribery and corruption keiko fujimori my goods She's not my good, so I'm just joking. Uh. <laughs> um, Keiko actually has a very interesting life, I think. She was born in Peru, in um, Lima, the same capital, and the same place where her parents grew up. She was born there in tw- on the 25th of May, 1975. And, um, yeah, her, t- her dad wasn't president at the time. He became president in 1990. She got to know him for the first 25 years of her life yeah. as an actual regular guy. And then one day he became the president of the country, which I think is a good way for for you to experience your father. Just like the first 25 years as a normal guy and then the rest of it as the most powerful man in the country. Um, she She's the eldest in her family, the eldest of her siblings. And she went to Catholic school in Peru. How many? Oh, knowing that he was one of seven, they're Catholics. Yeah. How many siblings did she have? How many siblings? She had her brother. I think it was just her. No, she has two, she has two brothers. I think it's just her. And um, she went to some of the best schools in Peru. And for university, she went to Boston. Boston University. I don't know someone who went to Boston University. 
Yeah, I mean, she went to Stony Brook as well in New York. She finished in Boston. Um, she did her master's and her MBA in Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there was actually a scandal when she went to the United States because it was estimated that the cost of her and her brother's education would be about $918,000. And it was funded by the presidency which many Peruvians did not like at the time. Um, in 1994, her father, Alberto Fujimori, who, Fujimori who, who we just spoke about, stripped her mother of the title of First Lady of Peru with the intent of silencing her. Are you going to get into her drama? You want to keep it for the end? No, no, I can talk about it now. Okay. Yeah. This is more freeform. Yeah. Um, with the intent of silencing her because she accused him publicly and in the Peruvian judicial branch of kidnapping, torture, and corruption. This led to two... This led to the two separating the following year and him taking the last vestiges of her mother's titles. One day shortly after, Fujimori received a call from her father while studying in the United States. As far as she was still in college? Yeah, she was still in college. She was studying and he asked her to attend a formal dinner in Miami. Although this quickly turned into a multi-day trip. Fantastic. Um, a few days later, Kiko's wait. So if you're if you're in uni, right? And your dad's like, "Hey, come to Miami." Yeah. Uh, Let's have a family day, just me and you. And then you get there, he's like, "Um, actually, you're now officially first lady <laughs> of Peru." <laughs> yeah. How do, how do you even take that? Where do you, how do you do that? Um, I mean, in fairness, she was still in uni, and Fujimoto kept her as an accessory. Yeah, and he he just had her do like very superficial stuff, you know. Attend this opening, attend that opening, do this, do that. He basically kept her because she was obedient, you know. I see. And she's not going to rebel like her mom. I see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, Fujimoto, her parents got divorced a couple of years after in 1996, and her mom said that she was subject to torture at least 500 times between 1992 and and the year 2000 and she told the press that alberto had ordered his partner uh-huh. whose name is vladimir vladimiro montesinos to execute her yeah although he refused on the ground <laughs> on the grounds of being a devout catholic you know south americans no i actually don't <laughs> <laughs> But wait. Yeah, I mean they love they love Catholic no, Don't skip but, over this. But torture. usually doesn't stop them from. Wait, why is he torturing the mother of his kids? I don't know why he's. I don't. You know, like love is love is hard, man. Like love is a losing game. Yeah, and hey, it's a what's that? It's a thin line between love and hate. It's actually a very thick one. Yeah. Just, I don't get that thing. That's the same. Now it's so passionate that like if you don't get what you want from the person you love you can easily turn into this ugly thing where you ask your best friend to torture them yeah yeah i think we've all been there <laughs> um mm, mm, yeah if they if they told you or if they asked you like we need to torture this how is what's the most effective way to go about this mm. what would you do i would I would put you. I'll get a. I'll get a very expensive, like, um, like just a nice 
conference room. I rent out the conference room at Echo Hotel. Okay. And I'll put you there for like 16 days. And all you have to do is just listen to political experts on Twitter oh. talk nonstop for like 16 days oh my god 16 days yeah no, that's how I would do it oh my god you actually want me dead dead <laughs> you want me permanently disabled <laughs> you know you know um, a lot of cartel leaders before they start torturing you they torture you first yeah asking you what you want the most in life okay and what you have and, and from there they figure out what you are scared of the most Okay. And then from there, they can now start the real work. <laughs> so I know what's really. Oh, oh! I, I mean, you could just do Mussolini, Mussolini style. Just force people to drink castor oil. No, I'm not doing that. That's disgusting. Why? It involves diarrhea. You know, that is a bad way to go. Yeah, and it's a bad way for like me to torture you because I have to smell it. Uh. Yeah. You dealt it, you smelt exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, sorry, let's go back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, when she became first lady, her mother actually took it. When she became first lady, her mother actually took it as a betrayal and they didn't talk for several years. Eventually, they reconciled and um, her mom would assist her on her presidential campaigns. Oh, that's... In the future. You know, that's, that's nice. Yeah. In 1998, her father intended to run for an unprecedented, run for an unprecedented and at that point unconstitutional third term. Fujimori came out in a strong. Sounds familiar. It does sound familiar, especially for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, you guys. I don't know why he said especially. You do me. know why. You do know why. It's nothing. It's nothing dubious. You guys. Don't uh, it's not dubious. She's not running for president for the third time. Um. So yeah, he came out um, she, um, Fujimori came out in a strong declaration against her father's plan supporting a plan made by the opposition. She put out a statement saying Daddy, a, no! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm seriously I, just couldn't, I couldn't help it. That was something I would have done. Yeah, what? Look at us. She puts out a statement saying, "Daddy, chill." <laughs> um, she so she said, "As a daughter, I would prefer that my father rest, but as a citizen, I believe he is what the country requires." Oh, so she didn't even really say, "Daddy, no." No. She said, "Daddy, I go. got you." Yeah. Go ahead. She said, "Daddy, go." That's something. Yeah, that's what she did. She was just like. She was just like, listen, I would prefer that my father rest, but as a citizen, I believe he's what the country needs. Yeah. Requires, really. Um, Fujimori helped her father despite her reservations. And um, in November 2000, her father fled to Japan and resigned from the presidency while visiting Brunei once news came of a massive corruption scandal. Shortly after the scandal broke, Fujimori had asked her father not to renounce anything and to return to Peru and defend himself in the court of law. To leave the government palace of Peru 
on the 21st of November 2000, after the Congress of Peru officially vacated her father's position as president of Peru. Her mother, now a member of Congress, offered Fujimori, offered um, Keiko a place to stay with her, although Keiko refused and preferred to stay with her aunt, Joanna Fujimori. How many of them are there, family. man? Uh, I mean, her father had seven Her, seven. her father is, sec- wait, her father is what? one of seven. Yeah, and her father is second generation. Okay. Yeah, so all of his siblings are in Peru. But like, why is the mom also in the, in the, in the parliament? That's just a lot. It's it's giving Remitin a rule, bro. Yeah. It's giving you are doing too much. I think why my, should the government be paying the salary of multiple members of your family? Of one family. Come I think on. my favorite thing about them are their names. It's like one Japanese name and one super Spanish name. <laughs> or, or, or you know, yeah, it's like a Spanish name. I think there's only the reason why that's your favorite thing is because you're racist. <laughs> I just like the Your idea. is jumping out. I like. I love the idea of a name like Rodrigo. Yeah, but that's literally Kawasaki. It's because it's because it's because your racismo is jumping out. Because I just want like no because imagine I, I need to tell you no yes that I'm I'm trying to tell you what it is. We got to let me let me land. It's not that. It's actually not that. Do you know what it is? What is it? It is the Christian name in a Spanish language. Mm-hmm. It is how Obasanjo's name is was Matthew before <coughs> before he dropped it because mm. he's Christian, right? Mm. My grandma's name is Esther and Ruth. Now, if they were in a non-English speaking colony in a, in a Spanish colony, that name would be Spanish. No, I understand that. So it's not like they're trying to like. So is I un- I understand completely what you're saying. It's a Catholic name. Yeah, it's they have not, a I, Japanese I name. I don't a Catholic name. I don't not understand why that their names are the way. Yeah, I just think it's very funny because I mean I guess because I watch a lot of anime, so I'm used to Japanese names. It's because they're racist. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just know Spanish names, so I just love it. Like his, his name is Alberto. His um. Um, his daughter's name is his. Uh, his wife's name is Susanna Higuchi. His um, um, everybody has English name now. Yeah. What's your English name? Santiago. Mm. Isn't your English name like Joshua? I don't have an English name. You do. You do. I don't. I remember. I You're don't. not proud of it. That's why. No, my middle name is Adibayo. I'm not proud of that. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have an English name. Yeah. I don't have an English name. I think it's also like a thing. I noticed a lot of my friends yeah. have parents that have English names, but they don't have English names. I like that reorient. I like the reorientation back into Africanness. Mm. It started with my. It started with my. I think it's the grandparents. So it's like also my 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 friends. Um, like my my parents and my friends' parents all have Yoruba names, but they are all, all their parents have English names. Like all, every single one of my grandparents have English names. My mom's parents were George and Gladys. Are Wait, my George grandpa? My grandpa was George as well. Yeah, George and Gladys, and then we had Timothy and Christina on wow. my dad's side. Yeah, they all have very Christian names. My grandpa was my grandpa and grandma are George and Tina. They have a company called Tina George. Tina George. Yeah. yeah. Um. My other grandpa 
was Muslim. He's not. He's not working with any English. <laughs> <laughs> He's both Muslim and Edo. Like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like even if it was just Ed, if it, if it was just Edo and not Muslim, he still wouldn't want an English. Well, that's enough, bro. Yeah. Uh, um. So I think also it's a post-independence thing. Like after independence, they were just not giving kids English names like that. I, I mean, I want to no. My mom is Catholic, so she, she has an English name. Fair enough. All her siblings do, and. First of all, it was really weird for me growing up because people would be like, this is Auntie Toy. Mm. This is Uncle Jide. Mm. And I'm like, oh, this is Aunt Teresa and Uncle Felix. <laughs> and they're Ijebu people. <laughs> but yeah, let's go back to the yeah. pod. I'm sorry. Shout out my Ijebu Catholics out there. <coughs> if you're a Ijebu Catholic and you're looking for a wife, um, JK. Back to the pod. Back, back, back. back no, I'm joking. Pod. Imagine me marrying no a uh-uh. Catholic. Okay, stop. Just let's do the podcast. Oh my god, I'm moving this part. Um, in August 2001, Fujimori visited Tokyo to meet with her father, who still had dual citizenship. The main reason Japan was reluctant to reject his asylum and extradite him. She moved to the United States in 2002 to pursue her business career studying at Columbia. That's when she got her MBA. While in New York, she met Mark Vito Villanella and married him in a wedding attended by many Fujimorist officials. Is that a Castro Nostro? Is that an Italian man? Um, I don't think he's a Castro Nostro. I think he's just um, Italian. I see. Yeah. Um... So yeah, a lot of oh yeah, there's a whole thing called Fujimorism, Fujimoris, and it's basically a political system characterized by authoritarianism, support for neoliberal economics, opposition to communism, socially and culturally conservative stances such as opposition to LGBT rights and school curriculums including gender equality or sex education. So basically, if it's bad, they love it. Essentially. I see. Yeah. Um, just like super wild. Well, just, I mean, just, just conservative, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Let me not say if it's bad for someone comes to me. They're just, they're conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the newlyweds returned to New York where Fujimori would continue her MBA studies. Fujimori's father arrived in Santiago de Chile in preparation for his return to Peru to run anew as a presidential candidate on the 6th of November 2005. I'm sorry, he wanted to return from exile and be president again. Yes. <laughs> After also trying to do third term. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so Fujimori arrived in Santiago in preparation for his return to Peru to run anew as presidential candidate on the 6th of November 2005. And was arrest, arrested promptly by the Interpol. <laughs> After um, his arrest in Chile, Fujimori, um, Alberto Fujimori was blocked from announcing. Fujimori? Fujimori, sorry. Oh. Alberto Fujimori was um, blocked from announcing his candidacy for the president of Peru, and in 2006, and in, in the 2006 um, political Peruvian general election, his. Um, Sorry, just give me a second. I need to restart my brain. Take your time. 
Uh-huh. Okay. So yeah, in the election of 2006, he was blocked from contesting as a political candidate as well as his entire party. So it wasn't just him. This thing was so strong that it just blocked the entire party. That seems illegal. Oh no, I mean, I don't know the Peruvian constitution, but that doesn't seem right. Uh, I respect it. I think well, if really it, like the Nazis of I think, or something. I think that should be an actual I think that should be an actual political rule where a if a party backs a candidate mm. that is so corrupt mm. and so useless, they should just block that entire party from running that year. I know there's something weird about disenfranchising a whole section of the voter base. Yeah, I don't agree. Yeah. We're not gonna but agree. I wish there was a, I just wish there was a way to punish the party severely without affecting the people that they represented, you know? Uh, anyway. Um So how does the son buy votes? Is it for daddy? Uh let me I'm, I'm getting into that. I see. Yeah. So I mean we've done Keiko. Which yeah. is funny. I mean, we've done Alberto as well, but we haven't really gotten into Alberto's nonsense, which okay. is my favorite part. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Yeah, we've done the first two facts, haven't we? We didn't talk about the sun buying votes. No, no, no. The sun was... Yeah, but I've done... Um, dad, we've done dad da- and daughter. Dad and daughter, yeah. I haven't done sun buying votes. Okay, so... If you have two children and they're both criminals, like... Mm. Uh, if you're a criminal too... In fact, I think the only one who isn't really it from my daddy. the only one who isn't really a criminal in their family is the dad's brother who is in politics. His name is um, Santiago, so he's he's quite chill. He's the chill guy in the family. He's a professor and a statesman as well. Everybody needs a cool uncle. Yeah. The laid back, the black sheep of the family. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Alberto never does anything wrong. Is he really a Fuji boy? Like, what's wrong with that guy? What's his What's his What's his Is it? Does it mean that? I don't know what it is. I'm trying to shut everything down that could like bring in extra feedback. So it is must it, be the ox or something, right? Is your mic connected, or? Huh? Yeah. What What causes it? Can you look for triggers? Can you move your hand in front of the mic? Very like a random, which doesn't make sense. You guys. Yeah, there has to be something else. <clears throat> okay, sorry. So, okay, Uncle Alberto is a good guy. Yeah, but uh, L- let's talk about his his little nephew Kenji. Wait, is it when I put my head down? His little nephew Kenji, 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 Kenji. So let's talk about Kenji. Yeah, let's talk about Kenji. Gerardo Fujimoro Higuchi. I understand why you find it funny, man. Kenji Gerardo is a bit funny. Yeah. It's a bit it's not funny, but it's a bit strange to the ears. It's a beautiful combination of two cultures that really have no business collaborated. That is racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like, That's like, just like for instance, you know how like um there's jujitsu, which is like an Asian Japanese martial arts, right? Okay. And then there's um, Caprero and all these grappling martial arts. Okay. In um, in from Brazil, and then when there was the massive 
influx of Brazilians, of Japanese people into South America. A lot of them went to Brazil. Okay. And funny enough, Brazil has the largest population of Japanese people outside of Japan. Japan. Yeah. But like, due to that, there was um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu was developed. That's so a cool. jiu-jitsu master taught jiu-jitsu to a bunch of Brazilians. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. A jiu-jitsu master taught um, jiu-jitsu to a bunch of Brazilians. Yeah. Most notably the Grassi family, who you might know if you're an MMA fan. The Grassi family and the... Um, I forgot the name of the other family. The Robby family. The Grassis and the Robbies. Okay. And they became like... They have, like, they have like, this m- massive uh, martial arts lineage. And all the top UFC fighters and mixed martial artists in the world have been trained by these guys at some point. Members of these families. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really interesting. So that's like where two cultures combine and they create something crazy. But then sometimes two cultures crazy good. Yeah, crazy good. And sometimes two cultures combine and create something (laughs) Fujimori's. Or two cultures combine and create Drake. Hey, that's a beautiful thing. Come on, come on. Yeah. Let's talk about. Oh, that's loud. Let's talk about Kenji. Let's talk about Kenji. Was he chubby? Mm, no, he was actually like. A, Did he feel upwards? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can. The thing is, you can feel upwards at a certain point when you're a gentleman. When you're a gentleman in life, but when your father is the actual king, you can't even feel. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. So Kenji Kenji Fujimori was born on the nineteenth of May, nineteen eighty. To, to Peruvian engineers Alberto Fujimoro and Susanna Higuchi. Oh, wait. Kenji is Alberto's son. Yeah. Not the president's son. Al- Alberto is the president. Was the president. So, what's Alberto? But you say his brother's name was Alberto. The cool uncle was Alberto. No, the cool uncle was Santiago. Wait, you said Alberto before. No, I said Santiago. You don't remember me saying Santiago? No, the second time you said Albert, so that's what I was like. Oh, oh, that's probably in a speak. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 edit it out. Yeah, I'll edit it out. Okay, so. Um, Kenji is Alberto's son. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Was he the second child? He's the elder. He, you know, he has three elder siblings. So I thought it was just two of them. I found out here that there are three. The other two are just like in business and they don't care about politics. So there's four. Yeah, so there's four of them, yeah. There's four kids. Um, and you have Kenji at the bottom, and okay. you have um, Keiko at the top, and two in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else can I say about Kenji? Ken, yeah. Um, hold on. After his father won the 1980, the 1990 presidential elections, implemented and implemented portions of um, in 1992 Peruvian coup where he suspended the constitution, dissolving Congress and the opposition. Kenji's mother soon disagreed with her husband and they divorced. We've talked about this before. And his sister was named the first lady. During this time, Kenji was seen as the favorite child in the family, okay. creating some jealousy with his sister Keiko. He would often travel with his father during presidential functions. His father resigned in 2000 after the massive corruption scandal and went on exile in Japan. During this time, Kenji was being groomed by many as his natural successor. However, when he was when his father was arrested in 2005, 
and an extradited to Peru to face trial and was sentenced to jail. Many stopped communicating with Kenji and his sister. This led to a series of decisions that we will now discuss. <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a setup. <laughs> I know. From 1999 to 2004, Kenji studied agronomics at Kansas State University, graduating with a BA in, um, in agronomics, I guess. <laughs> Since 2008, he has been the general manager of a Lima private security firm. I have no idea what agronomics is. It's like a word I've heard many times. I just don't know. I just don't know what that means. Like, well, what does if that you, mean? Okay, if you have to guess, just based on this, the pronunciation, what do you think it has to do with? Agri and economics? Well, yeah, that's pretty much agronomics. It's the science of soil management and crop production. Oh, so I do know what it is. Yeah. That's boring. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry I know something. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's a, my laugh was so aggressive. I'm genuinely... I'm genuinely... <laughs> sorry, so he studies... Yeah, um, so yeah, he studies agronomics, graduating with a Bachelor of Science in um, 2008, I think. Yeah, anyway, since then, he's been the general manager of a Lima private security and surveillance company, which is an odd move from Greek and eco- economics. <laughs> no, that makes sense to me. Mm, okay. Because you said surve- surveillance. Mm-hmm. Oh no, surveyor. No, private is like he's like basically like security contractors. I mean that makes sense. He grew up a president's son. Hmm? I mean it's an odd pivot on why he studied, but fair enough. Well, you just probably just went to school to go to school, man. Mm. Daddy said you have to go to school, and he said please. Went to Kansas State. Went to Kansas State. He's like, what can I study? KSU, go Tigers. I don't know what Kansas State's team is. What did? You- <laughs> okay so he comes and he does spy work yeah um he does spy work because he can (laughs) in in march 2009 he founded his own enterprise offering independent services nobody knows what that means till today moreover (laughs) he holds executive positions in three other companies showboy um in the 2006 regional elections he has successfully ran for the governor of the lima region receiving only 3.5% 3.5% of the popular votes. This man is a corner roar. Sorry, he he ran for the vote. <laughs> he ran and only got 3%. 3.5%. Oh, why did you say he successfully ran? That was unsuccessful. What do you mean? He got 3.5%. By succession terms, that's an amazing... Mm, no. By corner in succession terms, that's an amazing... By real 3%. Okay, fine. He unsuccessfully ran and got 3%. 3.5%. Th- thank you. I prefer that. Yeah. Um, what he, what did he not do? I feel like I said unsuccessfully. I Maybe just, I, I really feel like I said that. Um, yeah, he got 3.5% of the popular votes running under his father's party. See, Comple. I should not have tried to pronounce that. He was a founding member of Force 2011, a party led by his sister. Since March of that year, he has been National Secretary of Youth of this party, which is fair, because that's 2011. He would have been about 28 or 29. I mean, he graduated in 2008. Yeah, he's 42. His first degree. Mm. He's 42. So he's not that old, yeah. No, he's a kid. 
in um in the 2011 elections he ran for a seat in congress under force 2011 the party yeah. in the constituency of Lima, where yeah. he was elected and he, as he as he was the most voted congressman in the constituency and he served for the 2011 to 2016 term and he was re-elected in 2011 2016 elections for the 2016 to 2011 term due to high number of votes and he was once again the most voted for congressman in his constituency in june 2018 following a scandal what type of scandal oh an amazing scandal um I'll, I'll get into that congress suspended kenji and two other congressmen of his party for alleged crimes of influence peddling and bribery now let's talk about the scandal is this a vote buying scandal yep also nicknamed the Kenji video scandal. The Kenji video scandal. Yeah. Um, is this going to be familiar to me in any way? Possibly. I mean, it's 2018, the time of our lives where we were young enough to have not really cared about what was happening in Peru. No, not about Peru. I'm like, is the crime familiar? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've seen it many times. In okay. Let's go. On the 21st of March 2018, two days before President Pedro Pablo Kuczynski faced an impeachment process for the second time, Mm. A video was released of Kuzinski's allies, including his lawyer and Kenji Fujimori, attempting to buy the vote against impeachment from one official. Just one? Yeah. Okay. But it was like, they caught him on 4K, his face, you know, just making banter. Making How much was he offering them, really? I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do not know. Um, Are they sure it was not AI? It wasn't, yeah. I don't think the tech was strong at that time. Oh, yeah. Following the release of the video, Krasinski presented himself before Congress and officially submitted his resignation to the Council of Ministers. In June 2018, following the scandal, Congress suspended Kenji and two other congressmen from his party for alleged crimes of influence peddling and bribery. You know why I like this? Why? You're corrupt, you get suspended. You're corrupt, you resign. Mm. Actions, consequences. Mm. You know, we could we could do with some of that over here. What, in Nigeria? Just, you know, just a sprinkle of consequences for your actions. Oh, yeah, I just guess one, dash. one or two consequences every just now and then. Sp- you know, just a little sp- little splatter of could, consequences. It could be fun. It could be fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets suspended. Yeah, he got suspended. In January 2020, prosecutors are seeking a 12-year prison term for Kenji mm. on the charges of attempting to buy votes in a plot to keep ex-president Pedro Pablo Kuczynski from being impeached. So right now, he's fighting for his life in court. And um, This kind of reminds me of someone... Some, uh, this is like fire share. Well, sort of ish. 2014 court recorded uh, trying to buy votes mm-hmm. and had to fight for his life in courts <laughs> but then uh, Supreme Court said it didn't have no 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 2014 was caught and is currently fighting for his life in court yeah the Supreme Court one is different. That was his election matter. But in terms of trying to buy votes, it's currently in uh, AFCC has carried him to court right now. Um, yeah, man. So is Kenji being held in prison? No, no, no. House arrest? 
No, he's too rich for that. No, he'll be traveling. He'll be in and out, but his case is in court. And um, I think he's probably going to get off. Why do you think he's going to get off? Well, I don't know. He's just privileged enough. And um, did Daddy go to jail? Yeah, he did actually. He did about two or three years before. Uh-huh, he so he can, so he can have his. He can follow the family footsteps. Postgraduate diploma in prison <laughs> services. <laughs> Yeah. Work um, experience. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is that, like, look, um, beyond the fact that, like, this is three very um, closely related criminals. Yeah, it's three very, it's three very closely related criminals, and they're Peruvian, but they're immigrants, and they are not immigrants. Their grandparents or parents were immigrants. I'm sorry, I have to call I have to call it what it is. They are not immigrants. They're grandparents or parents. I'm not talking about them individually, I'm talking about the family itself. You can't call them immigrants. I guess you can't, yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't. It's like calling uh, Barack Obama an immigrant. Yeah, they're Peruvian of Japanese descent. Yeah. Um and um, it's just interesting, like how they've managed to keep, um, they managed to keep, but also build like a legacy of corruption. Yeah. <clears throat> in, in in Peru, that is so to be prevalent that it has its own. It has like articles and books written about it. About if, corruption in Peru. If you no, if you Google Fujimorism. Oh yeah. It's an actual thing. I know, as in, like I, you know, every. Every charismatic leader, whether good or bad, they usually get an ism at the end of their name. Awism, Sikhism. Yeah. You know? Just like Hitlerism was Nazism. Like, just, they didn't think the, Hitlerism would not have banged like that. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get their own name. But I think, you know, the most Peruvian thing about them was their criminal activity <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're Peruvian, I'm really joking. Peru has the most, like, the, the current president right now is like being charged with like crimes of genocide. Yeah. They've had like five or six presidents in five years or something. Yeah. That it's the most Peruvian thing about them is that they went to public office and committed crimes. <laughs> like they're not Japanese people don't need to go down like that now. <laughs> yeah. Um. When we look at like a, a bunch of other stuff they did in twenty, um, I think it was, yeah in twenty. 18 was it 2018? We found out that Popular Force, which is like the name of the party that was basically responsible for ousting um, Fujimura, we found out that they, they had also they had blocked investigations into um, sexual abuse. Uh, yeah, into sexual abuse in in the Catholic Church. Oh, what? Yeah, and um, okay, so this gets dark. Yeah, it gets quite dark. Um, there've been several coups, attempted coups. Um, Okay. Just it, it, it's it's a mess that kind of makes Nigeria seem super stable. Remember, remember the episode with FK. We talk about a guy who tried to do a, a self coup. <laughs> the president they had yet last last year tried to do a self coup because they were going to impeach him. So he was like, "I'm impeaching myself." No, he was like, "I'm going to impeach everybody else." <laughs> was that a self coup? Yeah. So it's like you're trying to take over the government by. He tried to like essentially. Yeah. Re, uh, so who are his allies in this group? Um, 
basically he was trying to dissolve national assembly mm. and so then he becomes like a dictator so it's like a coup of the mm. of the like political system or the democracy that they have do you yeah. understand so it's like a self coup an extension of power yeah it's like a it's a it's a coup of power but to re, to entrench yourself in power mm. not to you know take somebody else out mm. um yeah man the politics in Peru and the corruption there is really it's really something different one thing I can say about Peru though the best meal of my life mm-hmm. Peruvian food I imagine mixing South American flavors South American flavors with Japanese technique and flavors and like it's like a mishmash of some of the most beautiful cuisines in the world mm. Peruvian food slaps different the best thing it's the only thing my ex ever did that was right was take me to a Peruvian restaurant okay sorry back to the crimes <laughs> back to the podcast um, another thing to note is that like um, Fujimura and his supporters rewrote the 1990 they wrote the constitution in 1993 yeah and so today that's the constitution they use in Peru okay and they wrote it to favor a lot of their useless political like basically, a lot of loopholes that they used to profit from, profit from the government and um, do do corruption. They do they do do corruption in Peru. Okay. <clears throat> sounds like that's our sister country. Mm-hmm. Like it really just it do be sounding familiar. Remember how the land use decree went from the seventy five constitutional committee to being the horrible land use act that we now have, yeah. which really allows for. Some serious grabbing and power by the feds. Feds, I said the feds. I meant the federal government and governors. The governors, really. But yeah, man, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I know they're still like fully Peruvian, but it's also not. It's it's important to note that every member of the Fujimori family has a Japanese passport. Fujimori. Is that what I said? You keep saying Fujimori. (laughs) Fujimori. Oh. It's literally the Ibadan who's jumping out today. <laughs> Every member of the Fujimori family... Yeah, I'm saying Fujimori. It's just the way I pronounce it. Every member of the Fujimori family has a Japanese passport. Okay. And they've gone there, obviously, every year. It's, it's, it's also part of their identity, in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I can't imagine that the Japanese government will be very pleased with having to associate themselves with them. Because you know they are very by the book and like... Um, According to... Yeah, there's like... Obviously, there's corruption in every government, but the Japanese government, really, a big part of why they don't like to extradite these guys is because they have Japanese passports. But I think they became very comfortable in, with it by the early 2010s because mm. they did extradite him. Um, that's probably pressure from an outside source. Probably pressure, pressure from America. Yep. Like literally, that's what I was. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, um, we can talk about American interference in Peru if you want. Huh? It's okay. We have an hour. <laughs> we have an hour of an episode. <laughs> we have to talk about. See, American. Um, I try and not talk about America too much on this podcast before I apply for a grant for this podcast, and they're like, "She's anti-American." So she's still American. 
Yeah. I, I am still American. You know, I carry an American passport. Does that make me any less Nigerian? No. Does that also make me American? Yes. So I understand what you're saying. They're both Japanese and Peruvian. Yeah. I just I was just pushing against immigrant stuff just just in light of the current political climate that we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, I hear you. I'm I tense. You. <laughs> I'm tense, you guys. I'm positively tense. Um, notable Peruvians are Fireboy DM. I'm kidding. Notable Peruvians are um, Benjamin Bratz from Catwoman. I don't know if you've seen Catwoman, the Halle Berry film. I can promise you, I don't know one notable Peruvian. Josh Keaton. He used to voice Spider-Man. I can promise you, <laughs> I don't know one notable Peruvian. Um, let me think. Let me see. Um... Do you know Tom Segura? He does stand-up comedy. I said I promise. I, I don't make promises lightly. <laughs> I can promise you. Hi. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. Please make sure you share this episode with your friends, your family, anyone who cares. Even the people who don't care. Share it with them. Uh, please remember to subscribe. Leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment on Spotify. You can also interact with us on Spotify now. Um, Thank you so much and have a lovely week. And God bless Nigeria. And God bless the Federal Republic of Nigeria.